All right, three crazy cab stories. Here's the first one. It was from my first year as a cab driver. I pick up this couple from Red Rock. And I can feel the tension as I'm like loading their luggage. And I'm obviously using fake names here. So Jen, I'm going to call her the wife or the girlfriend. Um, got into the cab after I loaded up their luggage and stuff like that. She said straight to the airport. And she had a flight that was in Terminal 1, I think. And then... So, we start going. And like I said, you know, a little bit of traffic and all of this stuff, trying to get to the airport around 11 a.m. on the 2.15. And, and like I said earlier, you can feel the, the, the tension in the air. And as I approach the airport, I think it's exit 10. I don't know, man, I don't remember. It's been a while. Uh, she drops a bomb on Steve. Well, apparently, like while stuck in traffic, in the cab ride, she's telling him that she's going to leave him. And gives him another airport ticket for Terminal 3. Where she proceeds to tell him, I've already called your mom. Here's a plane ticket. It's already paid for. You're going you're going back to Montana or wherever. I don't even know where the hell he was going. But I, I, I called your mom and was like, this has been over. You're fucking lazy. All you do is play video games. You don't even wash a dish. You don't take out the trash. And you do fuck all day and you don't even try to find work. Well, I'm at work for like 16 hours a day. And pay everything, go out and buy groceries, do the laundry, clean up after your messes, all of it. And she's like, dude, I'm tired of it. This, this is it. This is over. Like, don't, you don't need to go home. All your shit is packed. I had all your shit packed. When we flew out here, I had movers go in there with one of my friends to grab all your shit and they're taking it to your mom's house. And, you know, gives them the, the plane ticket. And this dude, like, starts crying he just starts crying he's like dude I'm sorry dude I'm gonna change and that's when she like just flips out man she gets even worse right she's like you're gonna change you've had seven years to change she says this isn't the first time we've had this conversation so he kind of settles down he stops crying and he's just like sitting there and they're both quiet and the fucking tent dude the tension was getting so bad in the cab, I had to roll down the windows to let some of it out. Right? I'm I'm completely quiet at this point. Dude, trying... Like, I'm not going to say anything. Dude, fuck that. I don't want to ruin my tip. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Let Steve get what's coming, apparently. And then he starts to say... Starts to say other stuff I don't quite remember. And then she drops another bomb on him and she's like after like a little back and forth of talking and you know I'm still kind of listening at this point but the thing that grabbed my attention back to their conversation again was how awful he was at sex and how like bad as shit stank apparently 
And they go back and forth for a little, little bit. And then eventually I get to Terminal 1. Did I drop her off? Right? She gives me a $100 bill. Right? She's like, dude, that's for you. For having to listen to that shit. I'm sorry for that, she says. Here's another 50 bucks for the airport ride. Or, for, you know, for the, for the fare. Like, another 70 for the fare. I unload all her shit, which is basically all of it. And, and then, like, one little handbag for him. And she's like, dude, take them to, you know, wherever Frontier is. I'm like, all right. And, you know, it, and it's like from Terminal 1 to Terminal 3. You know, you have to go around. You have to go, you know, a little loopy here to, to try to get back over there. And this guy just starts crying again. And then he starts wanting me to console him. And I'm like, Steve, you should have should have fixed your shit, dude. It's like the only woman that's ever going to support you playing video games all day and doing fuck all and not looking for work is probably your mom. But <laughs> it was another awkward moment because this guy's crying in my back seat and it was awful. Man. And he starts, you know, when we get there, he starts trying to pull money to pay me. And she's like, nah, Steve, like everything else. She took care of it, buddy. You're fine. You're good. Don't worry about it. Like, go fix your life, bro. Like, good luck. And man, it was it was just fucking like awful. Awful, awful. The tension. Oof. Alright, my second story was in between like years one and three. Right? Like dude, back in those days is when we would start like at three in the morning and work till like 1 p.m. So one of the best spots to hit when you would come in is probably the strip club. Being so close to the company station for the company I worked for, there was there was like uh, dude one or two uh, strip clubs like dude, in the area you can drive like right to. So our favorite one to go to most of the time was probably Sapphires. And I had gotten two rides from there earlier, like little short rides, you know, one to the wind and then another one to Mandalay Bay. So I come back, I said, fuck it, come back, boom. Back to Sapphires, dude, I sit there. And to my surprise, the ride I get, right, was to the airport. You know, this dude comes out, like fucking luggage and a handbag in hand. And and I thought I was like, to the airport. And he's like, go take me to the wind first. But keep the thing running. I'm going to keep my luggage here. Go upstairs and get everything else, right, from the safe or whatever. And to check out. So I'm waiting there for like a good, like, 15 minutes. Dude comes back. And this time he's on the phone. And he's like, can I sit in the front? I get car sick. I'm like, dude, fuck it. Go nuts. And on the way driving to the airport, he's sitting, you know, on the passenger side right next to me, holding the fucking phone in his left hand. I can hear what I believe is either his wife or his girlfriend basically fucking yelling at him. And what I what I could hear, right, from, from, from this very loud phone call, was I tried to go to the grocery store and I couldn't pay for anything. Do you know how embarrassing that is? This is ridiculous. Do you have any idea? Like how bad we can't pay the bills, right? She's like, do you got kids that need school supplies and we we can't afford them? Like she's like, this is it. This this is this is the draw, man. I dude, it starts to get tense because the guy's you know doing that nervous like tapping of the foot, right? And and the worse the conversation's going for him, the louder that like like clack 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 thumping is going. I'm like, oh. And this is happening on the way to the airport, dude. And basically, just fucking scolds the shit out of him. 
and then and he's like okay don't worry i'm gonna fix it I'm, i'll get the money don't worry blah 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 and, and you know the phone call conversation ends with you know what fuck you i'm done with this and hangs up he hangs up right and he starts looking at me and i'm like all right fuck it i'll bite hey what was that all about man i i, I ask him and he's all like that was my trip to sapphires i'm like how much did you spend there man like a trip to sapphires like how much and that's when he confessed he dropped over 20 g's i was like holy shit no wonder she couldn't pay for groceries the motherfucker probably spent all his savings on a stripper right and my next comment after that was like do you you, you do know she doesn't really love you right like it's not a real connection right you know this and then that's when he drops the bomb and he's like no no we're in love he tells me we're in love we're gonna run off together and i just sat there silent for the rest of the trip and dropped them off like this motherfucker was nuts nuts thinking a stripper was in love with him all i can did was like all right man if you <laughs> come back uh, it's insane how people think somehow strippers are in love with them and they're willing to drop that amount of fucking money and my third story is quick and simple and it was probably one of the most awkward stories that I had to come back and tell my wife about because I was just amazed almost amazed I'm picking up in Terminal 3 International and as, do, as I'm waiting there you know, time goes, I am Terminal 3, it takes sometimes in the morning or, yeah, kind of in the morning. It was like almost like 12, 12, it would be in between 2 and 12, if I remember correctly. So it takes a little bit. So then I get there, I get, you know, they assign you your space, go to go to 1, go to 2, or go to 5, you know, shit like that. You guys are cab drivers, you know. And I end up like in space 5 or 7, one of those. And, you know, you, you get out of the cab, you, you pop the hood and you get ready. Do it in, in, in and towards me walk probably some of the most attractive blonde bombshells I've probably ever fucking seen. These women were fine. Holy shit, right? And you can tell, dude, they were young. They were probably in their like mid to almost late 20s, I want to say. And I'm not really into blondes, but I thought, God damn, these women are gorgeous. And... They start talking to me. They're like, oh, can we go to the win? Yeah. Like, you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, they're almost, almost like from a movie or whatever. But, you know, you can tell, oh, dude, they're, they're, they're Northern European. You know, you're, you're thinking Sweden, Finland, Denmark, Germany, somewhere from over there. I'm like, yeah, that explains the blonde hair. And they weren't carrying very much. They were carrying like these just handbags. Both. And they're like, oh, we'll take these in the back seat. I was like, okay, fine. Fuck it. Let's go. Close the hood. Get in. And they're like, dude, straight to one of the pool parties over there that's by the wind. Like excess. I think it was called excess, like pool club or whatever. And so I start driving, right? And here's the part that even I myself do not believe. They start undressing in the backseat. Undressing, full on getting naked, putting on their bathing suits, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? Is this even legal? Like, oh fuck, like I'm weirded out. You know, but like curious at the same time, I'm not gonna lie. 
So I so I move my rearview mirror. I move it so you know I'm not fucking lucky. Right? And here I am sitting in disbelief that that's even happening, man. Where one of them reaches out, moves the rear rearview mirror back, and she's like, it's okay. You can look. And I'm like, oh, fuck, dude. It was like having a fucking animate in my nose just starts, like, squirting blood. Like, it was, like, dude, insane. And yeah, man, I caught everything. I saw the whole view of these two fine women. Do they had to have been like as tall as me and I'm like 6'1", 6'2". And they were thick, as the kids like to say. It was insane. But probably one of my best moments as a cab driver. Alright, take it easy, guys. Oh, yeah, how good, how good God been good to you. Yeah, well, I'm still here. You <laughs> can't get no bad net. <laughs> right, right. I made, I made roll call this morning. That's right, that's right, that's right. You know, waking up is making roll calls. So, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's a good thing, homie. All right, let's get to it then. I appreciate you. Yeah, okay, come on with it, brother. Well, just tell us a few, just a few short stories from being a cab driver in Vegas. Okay. Well, it's, it's, it's so many of them, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of them stand out. Some of them, I don't think I can share with people, but it's some of them I can share with people because they can get rather roundy, vulgar, and, and so on and so forth, okay? But uh, one I would share share with you and whoever listens to your your podcast first of all I want to want to uh, paint, uh, paint a picture of how it was back before we had cameras before they had GPS where they would know where you are if you understand I know you understand what I'm saying oh yeah you know before they had cameras you had more freedom mm-hmm. you could do you could do all kinds of things. You could do things in the cab because couldn't nobody see it. Okay, uh, you could sell things couldn't nobody see it. You could go home couldn't nobody see it. You, you understand? Right. And, 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 and those those are the type of things that was going on, you know. But but one one, one of the incidents, and it was it, it was it's a few of them. I had met a lady. Uh, at what was that? That was the Circus Circus, and she was from Cleveland. And she would call me when she needed a ride. And she had told me, and she was sort of she wasn't a, she wasn't fine or nothing. And you know what my age is? I would assume she might have been twenty years younger than me. You know, make it make a long story short. We were having an affair while she was, while her husband he said he was a gambler and, she, and he was ignoring her. Mm. Like right, and she would get a room and stuff. She was there for about ten days. I mean, I don't know what she was saying was true or not. It might have been. I don't know. Just it could have been just a story. I never saw him. 
She used to wear a lot of jewelry and stuff like that. So we used to have, a, we, used to, we, we used to have some, some rumps, you know what I mean, around town, you, you know. And I had a lot of those mm-hmm. over the years, okay, with, with different people. Now, that's one. Mm-hmm. Now, another thing that stood out to me uh, that, that was very important in, 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 in driving a taxi for me no, not important, but was memorable. Uh-huh. And I learned something from it. And and I know you know about this. <laughs> I would ride a lot of people that used to come out here for a steel rider for the the, the shot show. Mm-hmm. And you know what the shot show is? Right. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest, I think, uh, gun show in the world. That's right. You know, and I, what I learned from it was. I didn't know with me being African American, I didn't know that white people in America had these many guns. Mm-hmm. And also, I would be ear hustling from things they'd be talking about. Uh, about, like, how many uh, 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 guns they had. And not how many guns they had, but I've heard, heard men talk, men and women. That's sitting behind me talking about how many cases of gun of, of bullets that they have. Mm. You know what I mean? And and it made me feel like if it was a revolution, there's no way they would win because they have a lot of guns and a lot of ammo. Now, what 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 connected me to that was when they had that 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 shooting here at Madeleine Bay. Mm-hmm. And they was talking about how many guns that, that that guy had. And not how many guns he had, but the cases of ammo he had. Right. Like, right. And, and of course, coming from Chicago, uh, I know guys that had a lot of guns. Mm-hmm. Like, right. But they might have had three guns. But I've heard these, I've heard of some, 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 uh, uh, white people that have a hundred guns in mm-hmm. ammo. And have cases of it. So when I read about that guy, or hearing about it on television and on the radio, about how many guns he had and how much ammo he had, I saw a lot of those people that I've written were just like him. So it wasn't no mystery because they was always trying to figure out what what made that guy tick. Right. They did shoot his ear. Like, right, so... And I, I didn't roll hundreds of people just like him. Okay, so it, it was kind of a scenario that 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 made me understand that if it ever was like a a, a, a revolution in the United States between uh, the left and the right, or the white and the and the minorities, it, it's they they would win because they have so many weapons. Mm. You understand, you, you, you know. So, mm-hmm. so that's 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 one thing to stand out. Now, uh, also, uh, I had a, I had a guy, I had three guys, and they were from California, mm-hmm. in my recollection. And they had uh, uh, a what you call a uh, what do you call that when 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 guys come out a bachelor party? Okay, yep. You know, they had bachelor parties and bachelorette parties. And they had a bachelor party at the Hard Rock, the old Hard Rock. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now this this might happen. I would say twenty years ago, and this is before they had cameras, and they had a lot of money. They were doctors, lawyers, you know, and uh, they were all professional people. And we was I was talking to them so much. I took them to go get liquor, and you know, I, uh, I guess they had other stuff. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I took them to them. They might have spent a thousand dollars on liquor. And I never forget this before the liquor stores is paying me. So we went to a liquor store uh, on East Flamingo, but that's where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we came, but it, it had to be a good ride. It had to be an excellent ride. <laughs> they kept it well, and they invited me to. A, they was having a bachelor party, uh, and they had they they had got some ladies of the night. And they were all different races, Jamaican, white. Uh, it, was, it was about eight women they had. They were all different types of women, mm-hmm. okay? And I was invited to the party. So I went, okay? And, you know, it was like everybody was naked and, you know what I mean? It's all so <laughs> And to make a long story short, uh-huh. I'm, sort of, I'm sort of a dominant person in situations like that. And I took over the whole party. <laughs> like, like I was a younger man then. Like, right, I took over the whole party, and I was enjoying myself. I got to be like the MC in there. Like, right, mm-hmm. and, and so and I was calling all the shots, and and, and some of the guys got mad because they they were saying, "Who is this dude?" <laughs> you know what I mean? And and, and, and I was a dude. To make a long story short. Uh-huh. They, they kicked me out of the party. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They kicked me out of the party. And, and, and I had a few instances like that. Like, I've had, uh, uh, I remember I had uh, some Japanese uh, guys. It was three of them. And I'm sure we don't get as many Japanese as we used to. Okay, because I think they, they, they built that. They got that gambling over there in China now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them come, but it used to be a lot of Japanese. A lot of them. Actually, they were the biggest tourists in Las Vegas at that time. Now it's, now it's probably the British. Mm. You, you, you know, so they were, uh, they were, uh, they were gays. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen any, uh, Asian, uh, Asian gays? I came across a few. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you have. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And they were in the cab, and, and they were going from uh, Caesar's Palace to the airport. And in, in that ride, uh, they were, you know, they, they could speak English, but it's broken English, you know, so I could understand them. But they were excited. They were like some giggly high school girls. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And they kept wanting me to, you, you, you know, to show them what I was working with. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I felt uncomfortable, but like I never, I, I never did it. They, they were just, they were just, they were irritating me. Mm-hmm. Like, right? And I had to eventually put them out the cab. Mm. You, you, you know, and that's, that's, that's one incident. But, but, but this is what most uh, now this thing was the most exciting thing, not as exciting, but this one stays with me more than anything. Let's go. 
Uh, okay, I picked up a ride, and it was a uh, 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 it was a radio call, mm-hmm. and they live. And the guy, I picked him up. I don't know if I picked him up for it was a guy and a, and a lady, and it was over on uh, some condos. The condos, condos over on. I'm trying to get the right area, Eastern. And I would say over east, eastern, off of between Flamingo and Desert End. You know where those condos are over there? Mm-hmm. And they got about four or five of them in the area, in the city. But anyway, I picked mm-hmm. them up there. And the lady was dressed, she was a dominatrix. <laughs> so she had, she had everything on. She had like, like the leather suit. And she was she wasn't fat or nothing, but she was she was she was a mature lady. I, I would say she was in her forties. Mm-hmm. She wasn't no kid, you know. And she had an older guy with her that was I would say he was in his seventies, older white guy. And he had a little leather suit on, and she had him on a dog chain. <laughs> <laughs> and she had him on a dog chain. And, and 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 she had she had a whip. I'm not a whip, but like a paddle uh-huh. and everything. Like okay, now listen to me now. Now all the upper parts was pushed up, and they was bouncing around, and they were sitting in the back of the cab. And whenever she would say something to him, he would say yes, mistress, yes, mistress. And she would sometimes slap him, and he would say thank you, mistress. <laughs> so. I'm looking out in the mirror from the back. Now, and this was before we had cameras too. So we riding uh, west going to Caesar's Palace. And that, that was from that area. So you know it was, it was, it would take sort of like maybe 25 minutes, 20, 25 minutes. So this whole thing went on like that, that whole length of time. Okay. And, and to be honest with you, Watching her, watching her, and watch what she was saying, I got so sort of excited myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest with you. I got so sort of excited myself. It was so we ride, and so we finally get to Caesar's Palace. So she might have, he might have said yes, mistress, probably forty times. He might have got smacked, probably. 35 times, mm-hmm. like, right? And I'm looking at this, I say, this is unusual. This is the first time I'm seeing this. And like I said, it sort of roused me looking at her because she was working with something, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, when we got to Caesar's Palace, and like, mind you, I said it's about 25 minutes, you know, so I'm, I'm, I'm really aroused, like, right? And, and she was paying me, and I was looking at her, and, and he was he was standing out the car with the chain. I mean, he had a chain on his neck. And she was pulling me now. You pull a dog, like, right? Mm. And I said, she paid me. She gave me a good tip. And I say, whoop his ass. Uh, no, I say, uh, uh, whoop his ass for me, too. And she sort of smiled like a cat. <laughs> like, right? And then, and then I put my finger in the side of my mouth. And I say, I've been a bad boy, too, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so that that that's one that, that, that sort of stand out for me, uh, and I had a lot of them, man. Oh, those are good. I appreciate you, man. That's yeah, yeah, that, that that that. But I would say that's 
Well, is it see the others? I can't tell you about because you know what I mean. Right, right. I, I can't tell you about, but 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 that, those there, they stood out. And I got, I've been doing this uh, going on twenty six years, so it's been a bunch of them. Some of them I forgot. Right, right. It's right. someone I have, but the domination scene stood out like all the things. I'm just telling you truth. I'm getting involved with it. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I got involved with it. You know, so that's part of my adventures of driving a taxi in Las Vegas. And I'm still driving, so you know, I probably have some more. I'm going to hold you to part two. I got you, man. Have a good one. I appreciate you. All right, brother. All right, peace. <laughs> All right, out. Yeah, taxi cab stories. Uh, I have quite a few, but uh, yeah, now they fill my memory, and I'm always thinking about them and stuff like that. But a lot of interesting cab stories. I'll start with one. Once I picked up uh, three people at the Flamingo, and they were going to Spanish Oaks. Uh, two guys and a girl, female. Uh, good-looking people, young people, middle-aged, thirties. Uh, attractive female. Th- two got in the back. One got in the front. One guy got in the front. We get to their address, and the female asked me, "Would I like a blowjob for the ride?" I started talking to her and I said, no, we can't do that kind of thing. Uh, You know, you can pay me. But she was insistent, very insistent. She said, you know, you can have a blowjob if you like, you know, I'll give you. She she didn't say she would. She said, "Uh, a blowjob, can you, you know, would you like a blowjob? She said, would you like a blowjob? I said, no, no, I can't take that, you know. And then she said, because he would give you one. I was like, what? You know, so anyway, that was very funny, very weird, very strange. But she was saying one of the guys that she was with would give me a blowjob for the taxi cab ride. But uh, that was a while ago. Another story uh, I was picking up uh, close to like an elderly home in the hood or something. It was a dispatch call, and on the call it said, get a deposit. So anyway, I pull up, and it's a very old lady or mid-80s octogenarian or something. And uh, she's walking to the car slowly with a walker, you know, just, you know, taking a while. And she gets to the car, and I said, uh, oh, I'll need a deposit. And she looks at me, and she just goes off and puts me in check. She said, I ain't going to run off on you. What you think? I'm going to run off on you? You take me to where I got to go, and then I'll pay you when I get there. And I was like, oh, my goodness. But anyway, so I proceeded to take her, gave her her ride. 
And uh, it was a small tip or a reasonable tip, but I couldn't believe how she checked me. And she was 80 years old, Hispanic type mixed or whatever, Hispanic, maybe a little Filipino or something. But anyway, that was real funny one that I remember. Uh, let's see others. Oh, yeah. Yes. I picked up again. This is I was working nights. And I picked, it was four people, two couples, young people, as a matter of fact. Young lady gets in the front, the other three in the back, and they was going to Denny's or going somewhere to eat. We pull up to Denny's right on the strip. There's a short ride or what have you. And the girl in the front takes her clothes off, takes all her clothes off. Beautiful, very attractive young lady and says, how do I look? And I was just stunned and, you know, I was drooling, slobbing on the floor. And I said, you look great. Anyway, they paid for the cab. She pulled her clothes on and they got out. But that was also a very, very weird ride or very different. And I kind of wish that happened a little bit all the time. Uh, let's see, another one, um, you know, I was driving and the girl says, okay, I got a tip for you. And she pulls her shirt down, you know, real attractive, all that stuff. And that was kind of nice and entertaining and all that stuff. So most of the stuff been entertaining stuff, uh, things like that, that I can remember off the top of my head right now, kind of rushing it. But there have been some good ones, some crazy ones and all sorts of stuff. But that's my short uh, rundown right now on a few cap stories actually i got some more but can't think of them at this time and was kind of in a rush to put this together all right thanks